Hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. Back here on the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. I am Chip Patterson, joined by Kyle Porter. It's playoff time. Um, it is the the postseason for the PGA Tour, the FedEx Cup playoffs, with all four majors in the back. Um, this, is, this is something that has, uh, for me, uh, taken on a little bit of a, another... Another life, selfishly, just being based in North Carolina, and we we talked about the Wyndham uh, already. But this is this is a I've I've always used the the Wyndham Championship, and the juice from that has always been since uh, since the recent creation of the FedEx Cup playoffs that it is the the launching point, the last chance, the good time for the bubble. So I I I've only I feel like this is a this is a recent thing for me as a golf fan, Kyle. Do you have you been since the creation of the FedEx Cup fired up? Or how has your enthusiasm for the postseason varied over time? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I think that <clears throat> I think it's a hard question for us because we are so sort of integrated in, in the college football world that it's almost like the Wyndham is over. Well, really the PGA is over and then the Wyndham's over and you're like, like, okay, when's, when does uh, South Carolina open on a Thursday night? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, exactly. Let's, and, and then, and then you're like, Oh wait, we still have like five weeks left and four events and $35 million in, in prize money for the FedEx cup. So, um, it, it's a weird thing and, and I don't like it. And I think that the PGA tour is super smart to be exploring ending everything before at least the NFL, if not, if not college football. And I think ultimately, uh, PJ Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan is is smart enough to do that and to to sort of move some of these events to the fall or or just somewhere else because it just is it's just such a crappy time to be having your playoffs. You know, it, it, it's just um, you don't you don't really you can't really own it. And if you had it at the very end of the summer, you could own that space leading in into college football. So all that to say, I, I'm interested because I cover it, but I understand why people. Or sort of over golf right now. The um, I feel like it, it gets exciting again by the Tour Championship, and uh, we will get to before the end of this uh, your Northern Trust Open uh, picks. But we've seen in the past with the FedEx Cup playoffs, the like players will skip out on a few of these early events, you know, because you've got the cuts from uh, one twenty five to one hundred to seventy to thirty, all the way to that Tour Championship as the fourth and final event. Like I. I think that you've got. Uh, I think that you've got this. Um, this weird, like, in different storylines, right? Yeah, totally. And, and I think that I think the tour. Ch- I, so my whole thing is that I really like small field events. Um, I don't know if I like it at thirty, which is what the tour championship is, but I really like the. I think the perfect size is like that. Um, <clears throat> even a hundred. Like, which is going to be the Dell Technologies Championship next week in Boston. Uh, 70s, pretty good. The BMW Championship, but you know, there's guys because of the way the FedEx Cup playoffs are structured, you can have just barely made it into the top 125. So take like Martin Flores, for example. He's like 116 right now. Sneaks in last week at, at the Wyndham, and all of a sudden, if he finishes third at um, at the at the Northern Trust this week, then 
he's in the top 40 overall or he's in the top I, I don't know what the numbers are he's in the top 30 and so it, it, it's fun in that sense because you quadruple the the FedEx Cup points uh, for these playoff events. It creates not only do you have the big names, and we usually see a big name win overall win the whole thing. You know, Rory and Spieth have won the last two, but you give guys an opportunity to ride like a five week heater and take home more money than they've made in their career, which I, I think is a lot of fun. So I think in the way, in terms of the way they've structured it, I think the PGA Tour has done a good job in terms of the way. Uh, how how difficult it is to explain. I don't think they've done a great job for the common golf fan, but I, I don't know. I don't know how else you would sort of make those two kind of kind of jive with one another. Because because you just end up watching the scoreboard and just taking whatever the like projected finishes for granted, <laughs> right? Like you can't. Like I, I need to have my hand held during these FedEx Cup events sometimes just to yeah. just to be able to yeah. understand it. Yeah, totally. It's almost like if you're watching a, a a boxing match or a fight, and you're like, "I just tell me who's winning." I guess because I don't I don't really understand. It's almost like the Olympics, like, and and it's it's obviously democratic in that if you shoot the lowest score, you're going to win. But in terms of the numbers, you're like, "I so and so just you know had a great dive." I don't know what the numbers mean. Just tell me if they won. You know, yeah. and uh, it's it's sometimes it feels like that with the FedEx Cup. At least there is math, and this isn't uh, this isn't judges that can be bribed by uh, by national officials to be able to yeah, uh, I, to bring him the gold. I, I texted uh, Sean Martin, friend of friend of the podcast, Sean Martin, um, also PGA Tour employee, Sean Martin, and I said, "Bro, you guys have to you've got to figure this out. Like, I I can't even understand this, and I'm." you know, I like look at it every single day. You are as in it as they come and it's still difficult to to figure out. And, and he said, he said, dude, it's just math. And I was like, yeah, I know. And there's too much of it. Like, (laughs) and he said, well, is the Ryder cup any better? And I was like, no, stop trying to implicate the Ryder cup in, in your organization's uh, inability to explain its own playoffs to the general public. So um, I don't know. It, it's a little messy, but ultimately, we usually get a really good ending. Last year, it was sort of Rory versus DJ for, for 10 mil, uh, even though DJ didn't ultimately make it into the playoffs. The year before that, it was Spieth. Uh, you had a really fun um, Billy Horschel versus uh, Rory, and, and there was one, maybe Henrik Stenson in 2014. Stenson won it in 2013. So there's been some really big big time names and 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 fun tour championships that have uh, decided this this huge purse at the end of the year all right well up at the top uh it is Hideki Matsuyama currently at one Justin Thomas at two Jordan Spieth at three Dustin Johnson at four uh but when you you meant you mentioned Martin Flores earlier but where do you think like where would you draw the line what is maybe the lowest ranked player where you could see them being able to catch that fire get on a heater and uh, and sneak up uh, with a with a big performance either in the Northern Trust or in one of these next events well it, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be hard past week one you can make a huge move in week one but then once other players start accumulating those points as well it's harder to kind of kind of sneak up in there. Um, I, I guess Rory is the line at 44. I, I think the, I think guys below that will make it in to that final 30, but he's sort of like the, okay, if you're below this, you're going to have to have a pretty special week 
uh, you know, I, who knows? Like Kelly Kraft might go out and win uh, this week at the Northern Trust, and he's pretty far below that. But um, I, I think I think Rory at forty that forty four, forty five, fifty is sort of like where you start drawing a, a dotted line, not a not a not a straight line, but a dotted line in terms of okay, these these are kind of the fifty or forty five or forty to keep an eye on. What? Is where's Rory at with his health? What's his what's his plan for uh, for playing? I mean, he can is he going to sit the the Northern Trust out? The McRib is going to be there. Ooh, yeah, he's playing. He's he's all in for the next um, the next five weeks. He's going to play. Well, he's got to qualify first of all for the Tour Championship because he's he's outside of that top thirty right now. I think he will. You know, I was looking at his numbers today. I was writing about him a little bit. He doesn't have enough rounds to qualify, but he's not, he would be number three on the PGA Tour in strokes gained this year. It doesn't it doesn't feel like that, does it? Uh I don't know. I felt like we've given a lot of uh, pod time to talking about him not being able to get his putter rolling. I get, but I guess like strokes gained takes that into consideration. Obviously, yeah, that's, yeah, um, yeah. Done at least number three certainly doesn't seem right. So Ricky's number one, DJ two, and then. I think Spieth is three, but Rory, if he had enough, I think he lacks like two rounds or something. If he had enough rounds to qualify, he would be number three. And I think the interesting thing about that, and and, and this is why Ricky is going to be my pick to win the whole thing, is if you look at strokes gained, and, and Ricky's number one in the adjusted scoring average as well, like his year in terms of wins hasn't really equated to, to where he's at in those two numbers. If you look at DJ or Spieth, they've each got – uh, three wins this year and 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 it makes sense like like okay they're they're number two and number three in strokes gained overall they've been arguably the second and third best players overall and they have the three wins to kind of back that up but ricky's wins don't equate with that rory doesn't have any wins uh which doesn't really kind of match up with the way he's been playing so i think that's something interesting to look at when you're heading into because you've got that full season of data that's something interesting to look at look at as you're heading into the playoffs. so um so ricky's your pick to win this whole thing yeah i think so he's just he's had a, just an outstanding year oh, i mean totally. it, it gets a it gets a little lost because people are like oh i can't win a major you know all this stuff but Man, he's like he's just like a top ten machine. I don't know how many top tens he has. I, I would imagine it's seven or eight or, or ten or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I think that uh, you know he doesn't have to do a ton to get into that. I think it's the top five. You want to be in the top five going to the Tour Championship because if you're in the top five, no matter what anybody else does, if you win the Tour Championship, you win the FedEx Cup. Um, I think if you're six, you need a little bit of help. Um, and then obviously if you're 30th, you need a lot of help from people because there's still a, there's still a pecking order in terms of FedEx cup points, but he doesn't have a lot of work to do to stay in that top five going to Eastlake. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think he's gonna, gonna follow up Spieth and Rory as the FedEx cup champion this year. Yeah. Nine top 10 finishes. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So the, if you were, if you were to take another one, like who else were you considering, um, as a potential, like I I will say that I would not pick JT. I think JT's, uh, I I would maybe pick Kepka maybe currently at seven Kepka. 
I, I get concerned. He seems to lose focus in non-major events. He's actually talked about that. Um, that's a little little concerning. Um, I really like Daniel Berger. Mm. I think he is. I think he's like eighth right now in the in the standings. Yes, he is. Um, he is. Eighth. And then the other the other guy I really like is Kevin Kisner. I think he's ninth, and he's got. Uh, Five or six top tens. He's only missed two cuts since last November. Um, just really consistent. And I, I think that, you know, he's made it to East Lake each of the last two years, but finished pretty far down, like 24th one year and 28th one year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, he, he's super consistent and he doesn't get, he doesn't get all worked up. I don't think he's going to run out of steam. I, I think he's going to have a kind of a sneaky good playoffs. And you've got Francesco Malinari as a as one of your sleepers. Just the the absolute uh, one one of the best at, at the approach shots uh, in the entire PGA Tour right now. Yeah, sneaky big game hunter. Yeah. He was uh, <laughs> he was T six at Players, T two at the PGA Championship, um, and you know he he's I I, look, I tried to go back. I don't know that he's ever made it to a tour championship but he's he might be having like the most underrated season of anybody right now just in in terms of um ball striking and you know obviously hasn't putted it great but i think he is what 31st right now so he's got a little work to do to get inside he's he he needs to have a big like first two weeks to get inside like that top 15 to where he doesn't have to have you know, the number one guy going into the true championship finished like 27th for him to even have a chance to win it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm in on Francesca. I think he's, I think he's an underrated player. Well, if you're, uh, if you're trying to run the math on, uh, on some, on some FedEx cup playoff points, if you're trying to do it on the course, it's, it's a lot of trouble. You need a little bit of help. And if you're hiring right now and you're looking for some help, then you might not know where to find the best candidates, but Loyal listeners of the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter know exactly where to go. That's to ZipRecruiter. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, all with just one click. See, then their powerful technology takes over. It's got an easy-to-use dashboard because you don't have to find the recruits. In fact, it finds them, and 80% of the jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. You can screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with that easy-to-use dashboard. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. So right now, if you haven't already, and I'm sure many of you have, if you haven't already, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. Businesses of all sizes can benefit from this. This is ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. One more time, try it for free today, ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. So we're going to Old Westbury, New York. We're going to the Northern Trust. Uh, we've got the the big dogs are out. Um, yeah. Yeah, Hideki, <laughs> Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, DJ, Rory, Jason Day, Kepka, Justin Thomas. Um, this is... Uh, this is this will be one that I think especially for uh I'm you know all shout out to Stanford and Rice playing in Australia and uh and you know like Oregon State and Colorado State and everybody that's getting it started earlier. I think I think that this 
is 100% my number one uh, sports event of interest. And Mayweather McGregor can take a long walk on the beach. But I'm, 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 I'm excited about this probably uh, more than the others. Did you see what, uh, before we get into it, did you see what Rory said about Mayweather McGregor? No. Uh, let me see if I can find it. He he was asked about it, and he, he's pretty tight with McGregor, I think. Um, I got it right here. He said, um, <clears throat> it's amazing. It, it, okay, this is, I'm just going to read what he said at his presser. He said, uh, I fear that they do all this trash talking, and then they go behind the scenes, and they're just having a laugh and thinking, I can't believe we were t- taking all the public for a ride. We're they're all by, or we're all buying into it, and they're like, "Can you believe these people believe all of this?" I just hope it doesn't turn into that, and I hope it's not in any way fixed. Mm. It's amazing, like we were talking about. Imagine McGregor knocks him out in the first couple rounds; they would get even more for a rematch. The rematch would be even bigger. I just don't know what that zero on Mayweather's rec- record is worth, and that's the thing. That's his legacy. If he goes down and and lies down for ten seconds at some point. You know, is that worth making a few extra, an extra few hundred million? That's sort of up to him. He was like, he was like breaking this down during his press conference today. He's a hey, listen. I remember for uh, Mayweather Pacquiao, we were watching it on my bachelor party actually, and like a few people were there, like very fired up about uh, like the actual fight part of this. And I was sitting beside him. We were kind of in the back of a crowded room. I was like, dude, this is this is a circus show. Like you came for yeah. the elephants. Like you didn't come for uh to be like actually impressed with with the with the boxing match, did you? He's like, Well, what are you talking about? And then like maybe four <laughs> rounds in, I just felt like I'd broken my friend's spirit. He was like, Oh my gosh, we just got robbed. We just got <laughs> robbed of our hundred dollars. This is this is they are just they are just dancing around right now. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I've I've heard the rumor that uh, one of the th- like as the odds have been dropping, that at the last minute something which is allowed that Mayweather's just going to put like fifteen million on himself and just drop him. That would be spectacular. <laughs> are you going to watch that- it? Yeah, somebody invited me over to their house. I think we're going to watch. Hey, I mean, it- the fight party is really what this is about. Yeah, and and you know we did the thing where like we invited ten or twelve people, and only like four have said they're in. So I think if we don't get like six, we're probably not gonna. We're we're just gonna hang out and like follow it on Twitter. <laughs> you just hey, just airplay uh like tweet deck <laughs> to the screen. Yeah, yeah, that'd probably be more fun. That'd probably be more entertaining. Yeah, than the actual. A hundred percent. Maybe maybe Rory will be live blogging it. Um, he might be, he might, he might, he might know something that we don't know. Maybe they are all having a laugh and he's in on it. Uh, all right. So, so what are we expecting from, uh, from the big dogs here? Like this, we just mentioned Rory. Like, do you think that, um, in seeing Rory get out there from his press conference, are you getting the idea that he's going to be in a position to have a high finish here and get a good start on the, uh, on the points race? Yeah, I mean, you know, he he's had good form. Uh, he went fifth, fifth, and then like T twenty two at the PGA. Um, you know, this course is is pretty interesting. I, I read a uh, Sean Martin did a really good job, <clears throat> kind of researching it. It's a course that 
it's a private course and they've kind of, um, I don't think this is like a self-proclaimed moniker, but it's sort of a, a name that they've been giving, but, uh, it's the Augusta of the North is Ooh. sort of what some, some people call it. And I, I don't think it, I mean, obviously it's not Augusta is Augusta, but <clears throat> just in terms of the aesthetics, um, they've done a really good job with it. And, and the tour has not been there before. Um, it's, it's a par 70. It's, it's really, it's a really aesthetically beautiful place. And, um, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun. I, I think you, I think it's gonna play a lot like a, uh, a WGC, you know, like a Bridgestone or a Mexico or somewhere like that where you get, uh, well, like in Mexico, you got like DJ against Tommy Fleetwood to where you get one of the, one of the top six or seven guys against a top 20 guy or whatever coming down the stretch. I, I think that that is a, uh, <clears throat> I think that's a pretty good bet at, at a tournament like this. Who's, uh, who do you have as the, like someone who you would think as being, um, you know, maybe one of those either top 20 or just below the fold guys behind, behind the big boys that might be able to challenge or make some noise. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at this. Sergio's not playing. Man, I, I, I mean, I don't know how we feel about where Stenson lands on in terms of like, cause he's top what seven in the world, but he's number 23 in the FedEx cup. He's playing so well. And, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll exclude him. Maybe, maybe like a, uh, like a Finau, Ooh, you know, you do love Tony Finau. Yeah, I do, and 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 I, I uh, obviously I have not seen the course, so I don't know if it plays like Augusta, but um, you know that's just it, it, it's not a course that's going to penalize you a ton for for being a little bit off on your tee shots. Pretty wide fairways, pretty pretty uh, like good angles into greens and and different things like that. So um, I like him. I like the way Webb's playing. Webb Simpson. Um, I like the way Brendan Steele's playing. I don't know mm. if I love watching him play. Right, <laughs> he's been playing pretty well. He's he's number sixteen in the uh, in the FedEx Cup right now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Th- those are some guys that, uh, that that I'm interested to see how they do this week. What's our uh, where are we sitting right now in terms of general expectations for uh, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, our, our two most recent major winners? Like our I don't think that you've got a like anybody would be motivated when you know ten million dollars is online and when you're a professional golfer and you're motivated to get out there and win. But am I am I am I looking for other names just because I want to mix it up a little bit from some of the primary uh, players in this entire conversation? Like, are they going to be driven by the PGA Tour Player of the Year race, for example? Because it's certainly part of the conversation. But I, f- I feel like for picking these winners and for looking at the FedEx Cup and trying to handicap it, uh, may- again, maybe it's my own boredom, but or not boredom, but at least looking for uh, someone else to add to the to the you know general conversation as we wrap up the 2017 season. Like, is it, are Spieth and JT going to be considered uh, players that are going to be out here uh, making a run at this thing? Yeah, I think so. I, I think the player of the year thing is, uh, <clears throat> we haven't even talked about that. I, I think that is fascinating because 
It's basically between four guys. Uh, it's going to come down to, well, depending. I, I mean, it, it could it could get really interesting because you could have somebody like Fowler win uh, two playoff events, and then all of a sudden, like he's got three wins and the FedEx Cup, and the other four are Hideki, uh, DJ, and Spieth, who they have three wins each, and then JT's got four. Um, now. Why the reason that it's interesting is because Spieth and JT both have a major, and Hideki and DJ both have two WGCs, and so it's almost like two WGC. If two WGC is equals a major, then those guys are all pretty much equal right now. Yeah. So I th- I think that race alone is is <clears throat> one of the bigger storylines of these playoffs, and and I think that. You know, I was thinking about this. I think JT has sort of entered that realm of like, and and I, we can talk about like just philosophically whether this is fair or not. But I, I think that he's sort of entered that realm to where if he's not finishing in the top ten, you're like, you know, what went wrong? Like, what what's like? I think he's that big of a, of a star or superstar. Like, I, I think that he is that good. And the, obviously, that doesn't mean he's going to finish in the top ten every week. But I think he's in that speed. Rory, DJ, maybe probably Ricky category of like, hey, that's the expectation is that you should be finishing uh, in the top ten every week. Really, and that and that's yeah. something, and that's something that you feel just based on not just like not just recently, but the season as a whole. Yeah, the season as a whole, and just his trajectory as a golfer from from junior golf. I mean, I, I wrote this at the beginning of the year. I, I thought. I wrote it, I think in December, um, that he was going to be, because he started the year at like number 24 in the world. And I, I said before the end of the year, he's going to be a top 10 in the world. And people are like, eh, I, I don't know, I don't know. And then <laughs> he wins two tournaments in Hawaii and he's number nine in the world. And I, I just feel like his trajectory has always been as a big time star on the PGA Tour. And, and it's sort of been it's sort of been sullied or muddied a little bit by the whole speed thing. Cause you're like, Oh, speed's an all timer. And then this guy that he kind of came up with, he's pretty good too. I mean, Justin Thomas is, is awesome. Like he's really, really good. And I think has a chance to be inside the top 10 for a decade or more. I think he's that good. I'm not there with Justin Thomas yet. He has six missed cuts this year. I think yeah, that's I, a- you got to have like a little bit of wiggle room before you start to put it like, and that's not to say again, like you said, that's not to say that he's not about to be there, but I think that, uh, there, there's still, um, there's still like one more tier for him to jump into before it's the, if he steps out on the course, um, then, then these are the set expectations for him because he can be that good without entering that echelon of superstardom. I think that I think that's a fair point, and I think that it, it all depends on how you view missed cuts. Because the, the and and I think this is going to be something that people have to kind of change their their perception of is like it, for the next um, I don't know twenty years or whatever. Like the the, the expectation is not going to be for young players to make a hundred cuts in a row. They don't care. Like, and, and part of this shift has to do with, with money, right? Like in the past guys were trying to make cuts cause they wanted to make money. Like, yeah. and now J- Justin Thomas made $8 million this year. Like he doesn't need a, a $40,000 check from the Greenbrier. Like who cares? 
you know, and so and so if you it, shoot a, if you shoot a seventy three or seventy four on the first round, then you're just there. There's going to be just a natural creep of like, all right, we're just going to get out there and get our cuts in, as opposed to maybe the mentality that you need to go out and win a tournament. Well, I think it's I think it's more so like, hey, we're going to go for every green today, and that might go real badly. <laughs> oh because, yeah. All right, because, I got you. Because they or not for every green, but every pin. And so because they want to climb back into the tournament and win the thing, you know, like that's why they're out there is to win golf tournaments. And I just don't think they care as much about missed cuts. And I think that's going to become a stat that it's not going to be antiquated, but it's just going to mean something different in 2017, 18, 19 than it did in the 1980s. Ooh, I like listen, listen to Kyle putting chip in his place. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, to your point, like, uh, Jordan Spieth doesn't miss that many cuts. Ricky Fowler doesn't miss that many cuts. Like that that's a real thing. And Justin Thomas I, does have like a wild variance of finishes on the season as yes. a whole, even beyond the missed cuts. Yes. And he I mean, you know, he he wins two tournaments in Hawaii and he misses the next I think 3 or 4 cuts. So you're like, uh, "Hold on a second here." You know. So I do think it I think it means something. I just think it is less important than maybe it used to be. Gotcha. All right. Uh for the Northern Trust this weekend, who is your pick to win? Uh I've got I've got Fowler winning this. So I think he wins the first and the last playoff event. Um again, I just go back to the strokes game thing. He's he's just been right there at every every tournament. Even when um God, what when was it? There was a couple weeks ago where he was like completely out of it. And he shoots like a – it was right before the PGL. Oh, I think it was Bridgestone. I think he shot like a 66 or 65 on Sunday to, to kind of climb back in it. And um, he's just – he's so consistent over 72 holes. So uh, he's got a good number too, 14 to 1. Um, that's pretty good for, for this week. Uh, Hideki's the favorite, by the way, at 10 to 1, which – I don't know if I've ever seen him as the outright favorite at a at a big time tournament like what, this. What is that? You've got him as your top ten lock. Why do you think that the odds makers have him there? Well, he's finished top fifteen like five tournaments in a row or something like that. And I think when you combine that with a with a course that plays like Augusta, quote unquote, is is probably why because he's had so much success at Augusta and uh, he's just locked in right now. Like I. I I never, I never get the feeling that like, oh man, Hideki's gonna definitely win this tournament. But he's just, I don't know. He, he, you could argue that he's been the best player in the world over the last twelve months. I think. Ooh. So does he? Are, what about him in the Player of the Year race conversation? Yeah, he's there. I mean, if it, 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 it sort of comes down. I think to like, I'm throwing DJ out of here. You broke my heart it, already. It, DJ started it, too early. You broke my heart. I'm out. I'm down to three. I'm already eliminating it. I have no say in this, and I'm just going to give my blanket opinions, uninformed as they may be. Go sports. I think if one of, I think if one of those four um, wins a playoff event, any playoff event, and the others don't, then that person wins player of the year. Ooh, nice. Um, and, then, and I think I think if nobody, if none of those four, so Hideki, DJ, um, God, DJ's hard because like if if he like let's say he wins this week and then do, and then none of the four win the other three, like he's won 
three times in like February and March and then once in August. Is that going to be enough to kind of surpass what JT and Spieth have done recently? It's such a recency thing, right? For sure. I mean, it's like the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I I don't know. I I just – I think it's the best like multi-person race we've had in in quite a while, and I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be pretty fun to follow down the stretch. All right, Ricky Fowler's Kyle's pick to win. Um, Hideki is a top ten lock. Who's a sleeper that you look at? Because with the way the points go, if you're uh, if you're a sleeper here, and if you play well, you could set yourself up to at least uh, earn a spot in a later event. I completely forgot who I. Do you oh, you got the X Man. Speaking of an yeah. awards, you got the rookie of the year run for Xander. Yeah. That's right. Why is he he was 125 to 1? Well, why why is he 125 to 1? What am I missing? I don't know. Seems like a good he, seems like a good sleeper pick to me. Yeah. I mean, he's been great this year and you know, I I think that unless Wesley Bryan wins a playoff event or finishes like third in the FedEx Cup, I think Xander is going to be the um, the rookie of the year. I don't know. Nobody even heard of him at the beginning of June. And then all of a sudden, U.S. Open wins Greenbrier. Uh, he's ahead of Patrick Reed, Rory, Bill Haas, Zach Johnson on the FedEx Cup list. I mean, he's Jason Day. He's had a really, um, really solid second half of the year. I mean, just really incredible, actually. Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, I like him at 125 to one. I, I I just I don't think his number should be that high right now. Do you, is it? Do you think that it's because the odds are not like the odds to play well, but the odds to win the thing? And then he, you're just you're just dealing with the fact that he's a rookie in a big dog tournament. Is that why the odds makers I, I, maybe hand him that? I guess, but he's finished I think top 15 in like I don't know two out of his last five events. Or I'm just I'm making those numbers up. I can't totally remember. All right, so he's T13 at Bridgestone, T20 at the Open, won the Greenbrier, T14 at the Travelers, T5 at the U.S. Open. I mean, crap. Like, who else has done that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I was saying, my argument, I remember when we talked about Rookie of the Year last time, is that if, you know, this decision is being made, that uh, I would imagine that the better performances at the majors would end up being the tiebreaker. Yeah, totally. Because that's what we judge everything on. Fair, um, fair or not, that's the way yeah, that it ends up I, happening. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I mean, the the majors are a big deal, and if that's how we judge superstars, then that's how we should judge rookie of the year races as well. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, unless Wesley does, just lights it up in the playoffs, I think it's going to end up being Xander. All right. Um, we That is the Northern Trust. We will be back uh, next week as we uh, break that down and as we continue to look at the playoffs. Coming up next, though, we've got a look ahead to the President's Cup. Uh, who needs to make some moves right now, and how do we think that the rosters will end up shaking out? Uh, a look ahead to the President's Cup coming up next. Follow, follow Kyle on Twitter at KylePorterCBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Make sure that you subscribe to the First Cut podcast because subscribers get the episodes first. Kyle, thank you very much. Absolutely, Chip. Talk to you soon.